And welcome back, everybody. This is Nate Johnstone and Paul Anderson. And we are the Things Christians Want to Know podcast. And we think you want to know more about the Incarnation. And I want to know more about the Incarnation. This is Paul speaking right now. Hi, Paul speaking right now. Hi. And I want to know more about it, too. I, I Obviously, it's easy to study this every year because we have, you know, Advent, Christmas every single year. Um, but I look forward to studying it every year. I do, And too. I reference it throughout the year mm-hmm. um, because it's such an important thing. And for, for some people, you know, just in their, their upbringing, Christmas is a happy memory maybe of church and things like that. And maybe they, their other experiences maybe weren't as good. Um, and so there's a lot of folks who maybe were wounded by the church or just had a tough go at life, um, have some loss and some tragedy, but Christmas can still be something that can touch their hearts, an opening. Mm-hmm. It's an open door to some people, which is why you have so many more people coming to church around Christmas than the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a beautiful thing. Yes. I think there's something about this story that is so compelling mm-hmm. that it keeps people coming back. And I mean, I've talked to people who are adamantly not Christians, but they will still go to church at Christmas mm-hmm. because they want to. They just feel like it should. Ha- they should do that. They owe him at least that. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting. It's very interesting to me. And I also find it awe-inspiring. Um, a lot of the different aspects of the story. Uh, we were just talking um, off mic about the fact that, uh, and maybe you have the scripture written down. I don't have it written down, but um, that Jesus became poor. Yeah, here it is. Though he was rich... Yet for your sake, he became poor. That's from 2 Corinthians 8, 9. So, though he were rich. So, obviously, God is pretty rich, right? <laughs> and uh, the Old Testament talks about that the a lot. The earth is the Lord's. And all that dwells where therein. So, mm-hmm. everything. He owns everything. His portfolio is stacked, okay? He is, he's beyond value. You know, he's the, he can create anything he wants. I mean, he, supreme wealth, okay? And he became poor, which I think is a mild way of saying it because he- It was the low end of poor. The low, I mean, okay. First of all, parents not quite married. Everybody knew it, yikes. Uh, Very young mom. 33 years later, they knew it. They talked about it all through his life. They still talked about the fact that his parents weren't married when he was Mm -hmm. born. So, I mean, it's a big, that was a big, big deal, Mm -hmm. which is a whole other topic that we can talk about the ridicule. Mm -hmm. Because there are a lot of people who go through ridicule in life and humiliation in life. And Jesus Mm -hmm. understands that because he spent his entire life life. with people telling him that he was a bastard. He was illegitimate. His whole life Mm -hmm. telling, saying things about his mom. We know about your mom. We know about Mary. She was not married. Absolutely. He heard that all the time. Constantly, Mm -hmm. I guarantee you. Um, and that that's tough. Yeah, but he bore that. I think he bore a lot of things that we don't really think about. Oh we my. think about the crucifixion and the physical pain, but there's a lot of emotional pain. The good guy gets bullied. Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. and and so he became poor. Not just poor, but pretty darn poor, mm-hmm. <laughs> and no account family, um, and so he had nothing. I mean, it's a good thing the Magi brought some gold. Um, that was a very helpful, <laughs> helpful gift. Don't, don't bother much about the man next time. Thanks Yo. for the gold. Um, Nazareth, 
Not a good tone. No. When when Philip is called, isn't it Philip? Um, Nathaniel? Uh, yeah, Philip calls Nathaniel and says, hey, come see this, this Jesus from Nazareth. And he's like, Nazareth? <laughs> Can anything good come from Nazareth? Yeah. I don't think so. That's he, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. He didn't pick Jerusalem. You know, no. that would have been a natural, you'd think. Yeah, absolutely. He would have been in the palace. And I think that's what the Magi thought, because they showed up to Herod and said, sure. where's the king of the Jews? Sure. Probably assuming it was his kid, right? And Herod's like, uh, who? Um, and so G Jesus gave up all the wealth in the universe to become poor, not just poor, really poor, dependent on others. God's yes. never, not, God's never been dependent. If Mary decided not to feed Jesus, he'd die. He was supported by the women who were who were in the in the group with the disciples? Yeah, even he, out of their means were, during his ministry, he was always dependent on other people. Mm -hmm. And this was this was a shock even to Mary and to the brothers and sisters. They they wanted him to come home because this was not he wasn't doing much. Yeah, a bunch of women are supporting your ministry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that doesn't sound appropriate. Yeah, right. Um, and I, I think I think it's fascinating. That, it is. that the women um, ran, the, ran the business end of things. Mm -hmm. um, I also think it's fascinating. We're kind of going down a rabbit trail, but it's a good rabbit trail. I'm going to mention this on Sunday. I think it's fascinating that the first two people to declare Jesus is Lord are both women, mm -hmm. Elizabeth and Mary. The first two people to say, this is Jesus Christ and he is God. <laughs> the first two. Yeah. Um, not insignificant. That was a holy moment. Yeah, it was. Um, and so he gave that up. He gave up um, security. You oh know, my. God is invulnerable. He's the ultimate mm -hmm. invulnerability, right? Uh, but he became really vulnerable, really, really vulnerable. They had to flee Herod because he was going to kill all the babies and Jesus would have been one of them. So they had to run and he became a refugee. I mean, we were talking about God. God created everything and now he's a refugee. God had nowhere to lay his head. God had no home. God had to leave his home country. God had to leave his own people and live in Egypt. Irony of ironies. Yes, yes. He had to become a refugee in Egypt, just like Israel had, and Joseph and the brothers. And he was a reject. He yeah. came unto his own and- His own did not receive him. Yeah. So he, he was a reject from the get-go. Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing. It is amazing. The, the level of, of vulnerability there and is, poverty. is it's really surprising. The lowest of the low. Yeah. And he accepted all of that. None of these are surprises to God, right? Mm -hmm. He knew what he was getting himself mm -hmm. into. And then the lowest form, the, the worst form of Gentile death, mm -hmm. that's, that's where it got excruciatingly yeah. difficult. Talk about humiliating. When I said excruciating, you got the you got the crucifixion in that very word. Excruci. Yeah. And uh, he was made a public spectacle. Yes. Public spectacle. Yes. And that's humiliating. That's it goes. This goes from beyond humility to humiliating. That's right. Having to run away from your house and live in Egypt as a refugee—that's humiliating. That mm -hmm. really is. And having everybody say those things about your mom all the time, that's humiliating. And to some, having women support your ministry would be humiliating. He's an itinerant preacher. He's going yeah. from place to place. He, 
he doesn't have a place, by his own words, he didn't have a place to lay his head. Yeah. He didn't have a home. Yep. Didn't have a motel. Wasn't sure where he would sleep. Mm-hmm. The Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Yeah. And he did all that willingly. Yeah. I mean, it was it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And the people he ran with. Mm-hmm. Like you probably said not too long ago, the cream, it wasn't the cream of the crop. Yeah. These were these were tough folks. He run he these runs tough with guys. that crowd. He didn't he didn't make his uh make his job easy. Uh but you know, God doesn't look at the resume. Mm-hmm. We have our resume and all the things that we think are important. And most of those things aren't even on God's list of things he looks for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, on when you're doing a resume for work, you don't write, I've become far more kind over the last few years. I mean, that's not on your resume. I'm getting better at patience. That's not on your resume. I sacrifice my own time to help other people. That's not on your resume, you know? Um, but those are the things God's looking for. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting to me. And so Jesus gave up. He gave up a lot, and, and he went through a lot. And it's pretty, it's humbling is what it is, I think, when you think about it. It's really humbling. And the risk, you know, there, there was so much risk. I talked about the vulnerability, but... Um, you know, pregnant women, uber pregnant women, like she was super pregnant, right? Um, they're not supposed to take long journeys mm. like this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even bouncing up and down on a donkey. We, we don't know how they went. It would seem pretty unlikely for Joseph to make her walk that whole way, uh, being pregnant. So she was probably on a donkey, but still bouncing up and down on a donkey through the rocky, craggy, uh, trails, not, not good. Proven by the fact that she was in labor when they got there. <laughs> so um, pretty soon after she got there, they were in labor. Oh, yeah. The I'm Jews, sorry. Yeah. The Jews they, did, she went twice. She went She went down to see Elizabeth, and then she came back right, home. And then and she, she came back. Yeah, but I when, was confused as soon as, she, as soon as they showed up in Bethlehem, she was, it was yeah. baby time. Yeah, that's right. Now, it, I don't know. Was it a little bit early? Because of the difficult journey? We don't, we don't know for sure. The Jews did not believe so. The first century Jews... Um, believed that Jesus was born on December 25th. That's what they believed. Um, and that was because of a, tra- I don't know if it was a tradition or just a belief that they had that prophets always died on the day of their conception. They believed that about all the prophets. And they knew Jesus died on March 25th because they were there. <laughs> and so they're like, okay, Jesus died this day. So that means he was conceived on March 25th. And that means he must have been born on December 25th. And so that's where the date comes from. So Mary shows up December 24th, whatever date, we don't know, um, probably. And she's got to give birth. And so that, I mean, it was a risky thing, very risky thing. And now she's giving birth. There's no doctors. We don't even know if there's a midwife. It seems like they were totally rejected. Mm-hmm. And so she's doing it by herself. Again, risky, not how you want to have a baby. Not clean, cleaning, not, not, not cleanliness clean because there's a manger there. So if there's a manger there, there's animals there. Anywhere animals are, animals poop. Um, and so mm. this is not where you want to be having a child. No. You know, they would have been given a whole lot of violations by the health board, right? Um, this is not good. And none of us would allow our child to be born in those conditions. None of us. No. Or our grandchildren. We would not stand for that. We would fly there. We would drive there. We would donkey there to pick them up and bring them to at least a clean room. Mm -hmm. Right? 
but this is God, the God of all creation, who invented everything. And he said, having the kid in the straw is good enough for me. Mm-hmm. And he chose that. Again, this wasn't an accident. He chose this. He chose the most humble possible birth imaginable, which it just, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. I mean, in reality, would it have been any less humble to be born in the greatest palace? No, because the greatest palace is still nothing compared to heaven. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that was part of God's point. Like, I'm so far above you that is there really that much of a difference between a palace and a stable? <laughs> to us there is, but maybe there isn't to him. But it, it really, it amazes me that the humble, hum, the humbleness, humility of the birth. And it carries right on through because- Right, his who, whole life. Who are those that come and visit? Mm-hmm. The shepherds, they, uh, they're called in, they're listening to this mass choir I don't know if anyone else heard it. I don't know how that can happen. But the shepherds hear it, and they go, and they're not on the high end of the food chain. So it's it, it just carries right on through. The word vulnerable, it's an interesting word. It comes from the Latin word vulnus, which means wound. So to be vulnerable is willing to be wounded. He was wounded from the start, from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the greatest wound was when he was wounded for our transgression. Mm-hmm. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace, he got the spanking, was upon him. Yeah. And by his by his wounds we were healed? Yep. That was, yeah, by his wounds. So, so you can't get more vulnerable— then being stretched out in a cross, nailed with your hands stretched out. That's vulnerability. Yeah. We're, to be to be uh, not vulnerable, you're protecting yourself. You got I've got your, my hands over my face now. Put I'm, up your dukes. I'm, I'm uh, guarding myself. Uh, but to be totally vulnerable, you're stretched out. They could spit at him. They could yell at him. They could mock him. They could hit him. Mm-hmm. And they did it. Yeah, they, they did, did it all. all those things. So, so <clears throat> what a vulnerable God. Mm-hmm. We've got. And is that so that we don't have to be vulnerable? I think it's so that we can learn how mm-hmm. to be like him, to be vulnerable, to be, be, to be open to ridicule, to be open to uh, being hurt. And rejection, you know, and we, we talked about this last week, but... He was rejected. He was despised and rejected before by he man. was even born. Mm-hmm. Mary's still in labor, and they're being rejected. Mm-hmm. And the rejections keep on coming. The king, the whole government of his land rejects them. They have to go to Egypt. I mean, it's it's one thing after another. Then the church rejects them. I mean, not the church. The the Jewish, religious leaders, the religious community rejects rejects him, and eventually. The ultimate rejection, of course, is murder. That's he was a the pretty st- big rejection. He was called the stone. He was the stone the builders rejected. They yep. looked at it and said, could we use him for our building? No, they discarded him. He's the stone the builders rejected. That's a really great metaphor. He is a reject. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and one from whom men hide their faces. They're ashamed of him. They yep. hide their faces. He was despised and rejected. And we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. So he's beaten up by people. But then 
God mm -hmm. delivers the blow. And so for everybody who's feeling rejection, mm. abandonment, mm. feels like nobody sees them, nobody understands them, nobody accepts them for who they are, um, or maybe you don't for sure know who you are anyway. Mm -hmm. um, for anybody feeling that, he was, he was well acquainted with grief, it says. So he didn't yes. just know what it was like to grieve. He was well acquainted with it. Yes. That means he and grief were close companions. Mm -hmm. No one loves that companion. That's a companion that all of us would prefer to get rid of. Um, but he was a close companion with grief. And some of our listeners know what that means. When, mm -hmm. they, when they hear mm -hmm. that, they, they understand what that feels like. They understand what that means. Maybe you're going through something in your life right now. Maybe you're grieving a loss or maybe you're trying to recover from a trauma or something. And you, you understand mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And the Bible tells us that because it, God wants us to know that he understands that. Mm -hmm. Jesus understands that. Mm -hmm. He went through all of that grief. He went through all of that pain. And time and time and time and time and time again, you th you'd think he would have learned his lesson, right? Mm -hmm. but, but he didn't in the sense that he intentionally became vulnerable over and over again and just let himself keep, keep getting wounded mm -hmm. um, because that was his mission. And there he is on the cross, arms stretched out, as vulnerable as you can get, being actively murdered after being tortured for hours and hours. And what does he say? Father, forgive them. They mm -hmm. don't understand. And then he leads the guy to Christ. Doing. Leads the guy to himself. Yeah. <laughs> and then he the, takes care of his mom. Yep, that's he's what he's doing. Others. He's not a victim. No, when, when, when we are going through our difficulty, we tend to be very self-focused. Mm -hmm. I am going through such a crisis. I need so much help. I need, I, 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 I. And... Got to be careful here. I'm not saying that we don't need to take care of ourselves mm -hmm. and we don't need to realize when we do need help and get help and things like that. But it's the focus on our pain and focus on ourselves and focus on the rejection that can be bad. Mm -hmm. It can be very damaging. Um, sometimes I think that self-focus ends up being worse than whatever it is that hurt us in the first place because we get in that victim cycle. That's just unhelpful. Um, and Jesus didn't give into that. He didn't give into that. You don't hear woe is me, mm -hmm. you know, from him. Mm -hmm. um, he's always thinking about others. Mm -hmm. I, I would have preferred Jesus called angels down while he was on the cross to just smite everyone. I mean, that's what you expect to happen, yeah. right? But yeah. he does not. He had every right to. And that's, that's maybe another way to look at the incarnation and God emptying of himself is that he had all the rights of God, but he chose to lay those rights down. Mm -hmm. He had the right to be as supernatural and as powerful and everything as he could be, as he wanted to be, but he chose not to do that. He could have, he had legions of angels at his disposal. He could have called them all down from the cross and just smote everybody. Just smite time. All the Romans, all the ungodly leadership, everything. He could have done that. And he chose not to. He gave up that right and instead looked to other people who didn't deserve it and should ha not have had a right. And he said, Father, forgive them. Mm -hmm. Because that's what he came for. Yeah. He came to seek and save the lost. He became flesh so that he could reach us, even the guys who were murdering him. Mm -hmm. And tradition tells us that the centurion that was at the cross became a Christian because of what he saw. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's still powerful to this day. And I think that's one of the reasons why the Christmas story is still so dear to people, even people who aren't walking with the Lord, 
actively because they see something in it, something so mysterious and so different. It's not, on the, on the one hand, it's extremely human. And on the one hand, it's so unlike us to allow our son, our child to come in such a way. And it's that, that contradiction, I think, makes it such a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We thank you, Father, for what you did. We didn't deserve it. When we were your enemies, you came to us. You came to save us, and we thank you that what Jesus did for us is enough to bring us into your family and to bring us to yourself, to bring us to heaven with you. We love you and we thank you. Amen. That is it for this episode of Things Christians Want to Know. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at tcwkcast.com. We publish every Thursday, so tell your friends and please rate us on iTunes. That's really helpful for us. Additional information, including links to Nate's blog, Paul's blog, etc., can be found on tcwkcast.com. God bless. God bless.